Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. It's Packer Week. In those days, in the 30s, three teams dominated the league. New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. I'm excited, you know. Of course, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's been playing since as long as I can remember. I know it's going to be a good matchup between, you know, him and our defense. I'm excited to see him play. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka. The dude of Sam Straight. And Jake Hassan. Okay, I'll reload it. It's Bears Nation, baby. Let's get it. Bears Nation podcast, October 13th, Wednesday. It is rivalry week. It is Packers week. It is the biggest game of the year, probably. I mean, obviously it's early, so it's not hard to say that. But it's the the biggest game of the year, a week in which you have the opportunity to take first place in the NFC North, a game in which you get to set the tone early against the Green Bay Packers because you welcome them to Soldier Field and Justin Fields' first start against them. So, myself, Jake Hassan, with Kevin Lapka to break it down. We're going to play a little who you got. We're going to break down the matchups. We're going to talk about what we expect. Coming off the big win against the Raiders, try to make this two-game winning streak a three-game winning streak. Kevin, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. We got Ayo Groiper in the chat already saying, let's go. Agreed. Huge game. I'm, re- I'm ready to go, Jake. It's only Wednesday, but I'm I'm juiced. I'm amped. We haven't beat him since 2018, even you know, prior to 2018. It's this team has dominated you for a decade for longer, really, since Aaron Rodgers has been there, since Brett Favre has been there. This team has dominated you over that span. But Jake, I think this is where everything changes. You know what this is? This is the changing of the guard game. You have Aaron Rodgers in his self-proclaimed last dance and whatever you want to call it in a year that may be his last. And this isn't the MVP Aaron Rodgers we saw in 2020. And on the other side of the field is the young kid from Columbus, Ohio, who looks to dominate the NFC North for the next 15 years the way Aaron Rodgers has. And at home, in front of the Soldier Field crowd, in the season the league has branded as the biggest one yet, on October, 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 17th, 2021, Justin Fields will take the reins from Aaron Rodgers as the king of the North. A little Game of Thrones reference there for Jake. And the rest will be history. Thank you, Kevin. I the rest, that. I, I, I did it for you. I did it for you. The rest will be history. This is where it happens. I I, I just, it, it get, I get that feeling. Although, you know, Justin Fields hasn't thrown for 400 yards each game in the past few weeks. And, you know, we're not firing offensively in the Packers are four and one. It has all of the makings of this is where the changing of the guard occurs in the NFC North for that that new throne, that new top dog in the division, not just from a quarterback standpoint, Jake, from, from a team standpoint. I mean, if you beat Green Bay this week, you you take over not only first place in the division after week five, or after this would be weeks after week six, but you you likely set the tone for the next 10, 15 years. As long as Justin Fields is in Chicago, the Chicago Bears should own that division for the most part from the from the time after October 17, 2021. So that just a little rant there, a little speech, a little, little pregame amp up speech, but it just shows you the importance of this game, man. I, I really think this could be the changing of the guard. I'm glad you're not putting too much weight on this game. It's, it's, I'm glad you're <laughs> approaching this reasonably. That's really good. I'm really glad uh, you're approaching Justin Fields' first start against the Green Bay Packers reasonably and, and with a clear head. 
Love Whenever to have see I it. been reasonable, Jake? Whenever have I been reasonable? That was, I mean, that was even for you. That was impressive. But no, I mean, you're you're right in a way because a lot of people do see this as the quintessential prove it moment for Justin Fields because obviously, in years past in the Chicago Bears history, even if you have a a bad team or an average team, if you could beat the Packers, then it's success. It's a successful year. And part right. of why last year <laughs> was such a slog, why it felt like it dude, we were just struggling through it was because you got your ass handed to you by the Packers, not once, but twice. And in the Mitch Trubisky era, you only beat them once. So that's why it, it, a lot of people are putting a lot of weight in this game like you are, Kevin, and like I'm trying not to, but a lot of people are excited and people are saying, oh, Justin Fields, well, he's built for this. He's already made comments about this rivalry and he's faced a big rivalry with the with the Ohio State and Michigan rivalry. And exactly. I mean, a lot of people are excited and this is going to be his second NFL start at Soldier Field, uh, his second start in front of the home fans and against real competition in a game that everyone's going to be juiced up for. I mean, people are going to be excited for this game. Um, like you said, everyone, everyone was telling Aaron Rodgers all off season in Chicago, go, go do jeopardy, go do something else. We we'll see you later, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's hard not to be excited for this because also the Packers have looked pretty mediocre. They've looked beatable. Yeah. If you want to give them credit, they've looked beatable. They almost lost to a, they should have lost to a Cincinnati team that you beat, uh, that you beat pretty handily at that, uh, in Justin Fields first career start. Uh, really, I mean, it wasn't his first career start, but his first extended game action, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, so a lot of people are excited about this because the Bears have that top five defense again. And, you know, the last time the Bears were a top five defense, they kind of kicked Aaron Rodgers around and made him uncomfortable. And, you know, th- this team arguably could be better. I mean, it's hard to say that, that was a history breaking team, but the pass rush has certainly been better this year uh, with Robert Quinn b- playing like the guy that you paid him to be. So, yeah, I mean, people are excited, and it's hard not to be excited, and I'm trying to temper my expectations because I don't want to get hurt again, and I don't want yeah. Aaron Rodgers to rip my yeah. heart out and hold my yeah. beating heart in his hand again. But, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, th- this is – theoretically, this should be the turning of the page because, like I said, you were you got one win against the Packers in the Mitch Trubisky era, and it, all the losses all, – all the other losses were pretty bad, and, and none of them were particularly close – kind of peaking with last year when you just got dominated and in, in two games and what a five week span, four week span against the Packers. So you're looking for that fresh start this year. And I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say you're not going to get it because you have the new quarterback. You have the new, I mean, you hope Bill Lazor's still calling plays. It, it looks like it. Oh my uh, a lot God. Of people are don't even, for, don't question that. Bro. I'm just saying wanna, a lot of, I don't myself included. We know Matt Nagy's ego. I wouldn't be surprised yes. if he take, he took it back last year. When it came time to, you know, in the playoffs in the biggest moment. So, I mean, it's it's hard to believe that he won't have a hand in it again. But we'll focus on the positive stuff, uh, you know, against the Raiders. We talked about on Monday what you were able to build off of, how you started to kind of take those steps in the right direction, even if the numbers weren't, they didn't wow you. You saw things start to move in the right direction as an offense. You were able to run on the uh, lean on the running game, which was great. And, you know, this week you're going to have to pass more. You know that. Uh, because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and not Derek Carr and the crumbling Raiders. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, 
Yeah, it's hard not to be excited. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> except, not. Except the injury report is a little concerning this this week, but we'll get to it or today. Yeah, we'll say. get to it. I mean, to be fair, like when you if you were to kind of put it on a scale, I think it's even for both sides. When you talk about the impact sure. of the players that are out because they're losing Jair Alexander and center Josh Myers. Jair Alexander is one of the best in the in the league. Uh, you know, his weight compared to a Akeem Hicks combined with a Jesse James and a, uh, you know, whoever else was ruled out already. Like that's about equal, but you talk about expectations and and like, this is why I kind of started off the show that way is like in the past. And don't, don't get me wrong. Like every year, whether the bears are three and 10 or 13 and oh, we're going to hype this game up equally, you know, because it's bears Packers. It's the rivalry. It gives you something to watch. Even if the bears are bad, where the bears are good, it's always a storyline. And we, every single year we raise expectations for this game. And 99% of the time we get let down and we get our hearts broken and we leave Sunday crying. And then we have to go face the the Packer fans on our social medias on Monday. That's what happens every Uh, single year. I wouldn't even say it waits till Monday. It's usually immediate. Yeah. I don't, it's immediate. It's, it's quite immediate. Uh, And sometimes in some instances in the past, it's at halftime. Uh, Now we don't (laughs) have to bring that up, but I just I have this feeling that, you know, this isn't the same formidable foe that I've been afraid of in the past. Like, you know, this is still a team that can beat you for sure. This is still a team that you are nervous about. Without a doubt, this is a team that can still, you know, win football games handedly. But compare it to just last year, compare it to 2012, compare it to, you know, these years in the past. It it feels different because this is a so far this year one not only has had close games like, like teams can have close games and still be a dominant opponent but this team has been exposed already and you there there are ways you can understand there are ways to beat this team and crumble them it happened against the Saints and then they're sluggish against uh, Cincinnati they're sluggish against who else they had a one score win against another team that I that I I'm losing right now uh, the 49ers. You're, you're sluggish mm-hmm. against both those teams. What What's the common denominator for both those games as well? On the road. You know what I mean? On the road at Cincinnati, at San Francisco, when they lost 38-3 to against the Saints, what's the common denominator? In New Orleans. You know what I mean? Well, that game actually was in uh, Jacksonville Neutral because site. of Hurricane. Yeah. But still, not at home. Not at home. So I'm just saying the, the it feels different for me. And, and that's the best way I can put it because, again, in the past, you approach this game. Yeah, you're excited. Yeah, you're you're ready to go. But there is a in the back of your mind, although you don't want to admit it at all, and you never will. You're like shit. The odds are we're gonna lose this game. <laughs> the high odds are we're gonna lose this game. I don't feel the same way I have this week as I have in years past about this game. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. Do you feel the same? Like about not being that same formidable foe and that same dominant force that they've been in the past, despite having a four and one record. I recognize that they're not the same dominant team that they are, but I am not getting my hopes up because, because well, because also still good. They're they're still a good team. And also because you know, the Packers, I mean, you know, here, here's the problem with how close that Cincinnati game was, because now I'm afraid that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to come out and make a statement. And now mm. I'm afraid of an Aaron Rodgers revenge week that he's going to uh. say, all right, well, we can't let that happen again. And he's going to come out and just absolutely hand your ass to you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always more nervous. And I mean, this has been the case in the history of our show. You get us all jacked up for the Packers. And then I'm like, well, it's still the Packers and your history against them suggests that it's not going to go great for you. So, right. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I do. And like I said, I think this is a, 
more beatable team than in years past. I, I do think they have their flaws and the injuries on their side definitely help that. Um, and, and we'll see how those injuries, prog- I mean, we all are, already know they're not going to have Alexander. So that's really huge for you, especially for Justin Fields as well. But to answer your question, yes, I, I acknowledge that they're not the same dominant, you know, looming force, but, no, I'm not letting that get my hopes too far up sure. because I'm I'm still trying to keep a lid on it because I'm not quite ready to get hurt again yet. By Sunday, I'm sure I'll be ready to be hurt again. But right now, yeah. I'm trying to remain a little even keel with it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I'm still again. Part of me is still scared that we're gonna lose this game without a doubt. Yeah. But it's as far as like the way we're approaching it. And looking through the stats and looking through everything and knowing what you have at the quarterback position and just some of the other elements and factors, like, I guess the last time I felt this way was that week, what was, was that the final game of the year against the Packers week 17, 2018, you know, when, when they actually finally beat them at home, you had the momentum, you you clinched the NFC North, you played well, like, and I think that's why a lot of this has to do with momentum. It, It has a lot to do with where the Bears are at with their momentum and what they've been able to do, and then where the Packers are at and what they've been able to do on the road versus at home coming off of a, a closer game. Jake says that might feel the fire. People might argue that you know that they have things to figure out during practice and it's not the same energy. But I mentioned this last week as a stat. The Bears are still sixth in the NFL since 2018, since Matt Nagy, in, uh, in, in their record after win, 19-10. and 10. Under Matt Nagy, after a win, that's a 65% winning percentage. On the other hand, Green Bay has a 63.9% winning percentage, 23-13 and a tie and one in there. So you're actually statistically better than Green Bay after a win under Matt Nagy. So that's why I talk about momentum. That's why I talk about, you know, where we have to look at what happened last week. And what happened last week was a statement win, a dominant win, and then a little bit of swag surfing in the clubhouse. A little bit of club dub makes its return. Uh, once the Bears get going on swag surfing, the rest of the league better watch out because once they have their culture back, which has been fractured for seemingly two and a half years, that's when you start to get 2018 vibes. That's when you start to get, you know, the the, the just that energy of the team as one. And Jake, the town of this year's team, I would say, at least offensively, heck of a lot better than the town in 2018. Yeah, I mean, and part of that is the Justin Fields factor, obviously. Sure. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, and I'll compare it to last year. Like last year, uh, especially in the game that Trubisky took the starting job back and you absolutely just got shit canned. Um, you know, and the episode after I think was our longest episode like ever. And we we're calling for everybody's job. But, you know, the difference is that game and those games last year against the Packers, you were kind of, Hoping you, it felt like we were searching for a reason to believe that the Bears could maybe keep up in this game, and maybe you were you're kind of pinning your hopes to something, and you were kind of grasping at straws. Yeah. This year, obviously, you're coming off a win. Your offensive line just had their best game of the year. Your running game just had probably their best game of the year. Justin Fields continued to look better. So now it's it, it feels like at least for me, like you're not really searching as much. You're not trying to like grasp for something. Yes. It feels like it mm. feels more realistic to think that you can at least keep up in this game and make it a game and you don't and you're not done by halftime you know where you're not heaving down the field hoping for to make a big play hoping praying in the early in the second quarter you know and so 
Yeah, and that's like I said, I think that's some of the Justin Fields factor. And like you said, comparing the offenses, the talent discrepancy uh, from years past on the Bears. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, obviously, as the week goes on. I mean, the Bears have some injuries of their own to deal with and that we have to monitor. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it feels like. It feels like a game that you can win. Not that you, you should win. win by no yes. means, but that you can if things go your way. If you can play, take facets from last week and improve on others, which I mean seems obvious to say, but it's a game in which I can see you winning. It's not an impossible, yeah, I got to try and dream up this scenario and what should happens. Right, and, and you know, so, so how does that happen? How do they come away with a win, you know, X's and O's standpoint, football standpoint? I, I you know, I said since week two or, or, or after week two, rather, I was like, look, at this point, you know, in this day and age of the NFL, what you have on offense with what Justin Fields brings to the table, you know, you can expose defenses and win off of explosive plays, win these games 31-28, 31-21. You don't have to be winning 20-9, to you know, whatever it was against Cincinnati, uh, 24-7. I don't know exactly what the score. I don't remember the score that game was, but you weren't going to win. Like I, I, I was at the point where you should be looking to win these games, high score against the better teams, rather, you know, thirties sure. to 35, 31, you know, you look, I mentioned this last uh, episode, Cleveland chargers, 47, 42, right. Shootouts. That type deal. Now, in the past few weeks has made me look stupid for saying that, but now that's where I like, I don't exactly know how to approach this game. Like, is it more likely you win 21 to 20, or you finally unleash Justin Fields. You finally say, look, we, we've we disguised our offense the past few weeks by running play action and running, you know, up the gut. You're rushing at the third highest clip in the league. This is the game where you can really fool a defense if they've been watching the tape and say, all of a sudden, we're turning it downfield. We're turning it upfield. Uh, Darna Mooney, Allen Robinson, Marquise Goodwin breaks one open, Demir Bird, and then we know Aaron Rodgers might have a chip on his shoulder, although our defense is playing well. We got to win this game 35-31, all right? So that's where I'm like, what is the more likely scenario? How are they going to operate this game? And I don't know what I would rather have or what I would rather choose because the defense is playing well, and they've been playing even better at home. So part is like, well, you really could neutralize Rodgers, and you really could. You know, they, they haven't been scoring the most points recently. They haven't scored 30. I don't think they've scored 30-plus points since uh, – uh, since the Lions or they scored against they scored thirty uh, against the Niners. Well. Yeah, yeah, and they and, scored and thirty five against the Lions. But I don't like this. Isn't the same MVP Rodgers? What do you have to say about that? Like, is this the game? Because part of me wants to believe. Going back to my initial rant in the speech, part of me wants to believe this is the game where th- this is the unleash. I mean, Justin Fields has had twenty passing attempts the past two weeks. This is where we see the thirty five. This is where we see the forty. This is where we see the air raid offense. You know what I mean? But Maybe is that a risk? Is that a risk? You know? Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're at the point yet with this offense where if you try to get in a shootout with someone, especially Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna lose. Like and here's I saw this point on Twitter today. Uh I think it was from our man Aaron Lemming. The thing that happened with Justin Herbert going off last year is that that's the standard now. Like that's what everybody wants from their rookie quarterback. They want Justin Herbert. Right. And that's just not going to happen because Justin Herbert literally broke records. He literally made history. That's not going to happen. And I don't think this offense is at a point yet where you can go into a game against Green Bay and say, all right, it's going to be a shootout. All right, we're we're just going to straight up outscore them. 
Know what, know your team, know what the defense oh, yeah. is capable. Of, and you have to look at the past games. Like they're not just going to suddenly go from a defense that are not a, an offense that runs the ball and hangs onto the ball and tries to win the time possession. And of course tries to score points in those possessions, but is basically just going to beat you to death and, you know, just grind you to death. That's what they're going to try to do. So, and that's what they did against the Raiders. And, Right. Granted, part of that was because the running game was so effective and you were getting basically whatever you wanted on the ground. But I don't think that's just going to change suddenly just because it's the Packers. Like, I don't think there's some grand scheme to say, all right, we've been disguising everything all, all this time. We've just been waiting, you know, mm-hmm. that, and that's now suddenly we're yeah. going to do all this new stuff. You know, your bread and butter, you know, your bread and butter is defense and rely on the run game. Keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers hand that it's going to be risky in and of itself. Because if you do just go run, 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 you're going to see some drives like you did against Vegas and you maybe stall out and you only get field goals or you can't score at all. And then Aaron Rodgers, maybe you do outpossess them, but Aaron Rodgers is turning his possessions to touchdowns and you're maybe only turning yours into three or zero points, God forbid. So I, I think it's going to be more balanced than last week because it's going to have to be. And because, okay. and because Alexander being out creates an opening. Yes. So yes. You, there is going to be an a opportunity for you to take an advantage there, but they're not just going to suddenly change the game plan. You know what you have. You have a strong running game. Your offensive line just had their best game. And granted, it was against a terrible defense in the Raiders. The Raiders can't stop anybody on the ground, but you, you established an identity already. They're not just going to suddenly change that just because it's the Packers. Because if you do that, that's how you're going to lose. If you're going to try and get cute, you're going to lose. Right. I mean, well, yeah, you don't have to get cute, but I I think you're right. So you, you kind of keep with the identity to a certain standpoint where, you know, you're, you're going to come out running the ball and then, you know, you're going to make that statement on the ground. But then you have to, you have to at one point, whether it's just for a quarter, whether it's just a few, you have to open it up at one point because this is like, yeah, you're, but you again, have to do it I, within reason. Like you no, can't just, I, you can't yes. just come out slinging because, because like I said, it, then you end up like you did last year where you're down where Mitch Trubisky's throwing interceptions deep down the field and you're like, Oh crap. All right. Now we're, now we're back to square one. Now we're down 14. All of a sudden you have to do it within reason. And that's why I liked the Vegas game. They took shots down the field when it, when the opportunity fit them. They weren't trying to force it. Like, let the game well, yeah. come to you. The, the Packers defense has some holes, and they have some deficiencies. Let them make the mistakes. And this has always been the Bears' problem. They try to force it, and they try to get cute, and they try to create something out of nothing. Let the Packers mm-hmm. make the mistakes. You have a quarterback that can throw down the field and throw down the field very, very well. So let him do that when the time calls for it. Otherwise, run them to death. Run them into the ground because – that if it's working, that's perfectly fine. Don't try to take shots down the field just because you feel like you have to. Wait for it. Don't try to force it. Just make the wait for the opportunity to come to you. Yeah, but at some point you can't you 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 can't just wait all day. You know what I mean? No, and that, like, and I, but the thing is, I don't think they'll have to. So you're so what's your your argument is just that that you you have faith in the defense to really lock them up to the point where you feel confident enough that. The, that the running game alone, or not the running game, but that style that you saw against the Raiders and what you've seen in, uh, since Justin Fields has been the starter is going to be enough for you to beat Green Bay. I just think you it's have based an off idea. your defensive value. Uh, yeah, you have an idea. You currently I, I think, have. I think it's both. I, I think it's both. I think it's the evaluation of the defense, how well they've been playing, 
and also knowing the limitations of like being, we got to be realistic about this offense. I've been saying it for what, three weeks now you got, you got to take baby steps. They're not at that point where they could just yeah. say, all right, we're just going to, we're going to Patrick Mahomes, you Justin Herbert, you where know. we destroy you. I Maybe think that can. I think they can. I think they can, but this is not the game to try it. Wait for another game. Wait for, you know, another game where it's, this is not the game to try. I get it where, yeah, you, okay. Cause I know your argument. Yes, this is exactly the game you should try. Yeah, maybe it is. And you need to break their morale early. I just think this is such a big game. You have an identity established. Don't try to get cute too early. Establish what you're good at early and then maybe if you do go up let's say you go up 7-0 and you get the ball, a second possession and they still haven't scored maybe then you start trying to you know make those back breaking plays but stick with what you're good at right if now if they go up 7-0 if the bears go up 7-0 early like then, let's say let's say sure. the bears elect to receive the kick and they okay. oh, then they open the scoring and then let's say the defense is feeling the juice off that scoring drive and they turn the packers away and the packers let's say they even only get 3 or let's say the Packers don't score at all. So you're up 7-0 and you get the ball back. That's okay. when you could go start taking those shots and going for those back-breaking plays. Stick with your bread and butter now. If, if it works, there's no reason to change it. I get it. People want to break the Packers and people want to win this game badly and they want to get those exciting big plays. But you just saw how you can win the game last week. Like, like stick with that. Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams and this offensive line played really, really well last week. The defense played really, really well last week. So stick with that. Stick with that momentum of what you're good at and wait for those chances. Wait for, you know, wait, wait for uh, Josh King to give you an opening down the field because he stinks out loud. Like wait for something to develop. Don't try to force it just because, oh God, all right, this is the Packers. We've got to make something happen early. And because that's how mistakes happen. And that's how you get in your own head. So just stick with what you're good at. Stick with what you know, and, and then, and work with that. Don't try to get cute. Okay, you have you have made a statement, my friend. You have made a statement. Uh, and, and well, this is interesting because TJ Shanoff in the chat says our bread and butter has been BS for decades. Let's be good at offense for a change. It does have a point, and this is what and this is what I'm talking about too. Like this is your bread and butter. This is your identity. This is the Chicago Bears identity. Okay, this has been the Chicago Bears identity for 50 years. All right, and it hasn't. And this is why. And again. Going back to the changing of the guard, maybe this isn't just a changing of the guard for Justin Fields to Aaron Rodgers and the passing of the torch there. Maybe it's the changing of the guard of the identity of Chicago Bears, where your defense is going to be good for sure, without a mm -hmm. doubt. But you have to conform to modern day NFL football, and if you want to win the Super Bowl, you got it. You got to win on offense. Right, but, and but Kevin, it's not to like, say, but it's not to say our offense can't be successful running the like it's not to say that that's not possible you look at cleveland you look at baltimore you look at indianapolis at times th th those teams win off of well not really indianapolis they're one and four but baltimore and cleveland they win off ground and pound i'm not saying that that is entirely the wrong way to do things that can be your identity but for the bears and what you have and especially in this game i just i'm worried that it's not sustainable, at least this week, and at least against the Packers defense that is 11th in the league against uh, opponent rushing yards versus Vegas, which was 25th. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the, and even if, but even if it is like maybe a lower scoring game, the reason the Packers beat you every year is there's always one play to fucking Marquez Galvez Scantling, <laughs> Alan Lazard, Devonta Adams that goes for 50 plus yards and yeah. it's backbreaking. It breaks you. It breaks right. you down and you sit there and you're like, this is how it's going to go. 
The Bears need one of those. The Bears need a few of those plays to break them down. The Saints did it against Green Bay week one. It broke them down. And honestly, I think given where the state of Aaron Rodgers and the state of his relationship with Matt LaFleur and the organization, everything, I think this is a team that if you really get them down early and you really show that we are here to fucking play and you 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 hammer that in early, that is going to be it is going to be more difficult for them than it was in the past to come back because I think they're 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 more weak minded now. They're going to crumble easier, and you have a guy at the helm on the Bears side who's a cold blooded killer. Justin Fields is going to take you out if you have the lead. He is not going to let you come back. He's going to make the necessary throws. So I guess the bottom line now that I say it is like sure maybe like I don't know. I I just think I think you have to have a few of those. You have to you have to experiment a little bit. You don't have to. Get that's fine. Good, but you that, have to experiment that, a little bit and get those backbreaking plays. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. You can do that a little bit. That's what I'm saying. But wait for the opportunity. Wait for when you're wait for your if you're Justin Fields or if you're Bill Lazor. Wait for when you see something on the opposite side that you go. Okay, this is it. Don't do like. I get it. People are frustrated with the ground and pound and the defense. And yeah, our identity has been BS. I'm not saying make that identity or make that your bread and butter just for the sake of doing it or just because you're the Chicago Bears. I'm saying do it because you're good at it this year. Your identity, I agree with you. You have to be an offensive team. You have to be able to throw the ball 30 times and score points to be successful in the NFL. Completely agree with that. And I agree with TJ Shanoff as well. But like I said earlier in the show, that's not going to happen overnight. I've been saying it for weeks. You can't make that jump overnight it's not gonna happen right away you don't have the personnel for that you don't have no, you the do team have the for that you do have but the not to do it overnight though you can't it's not gonna happen like that and but i can but it, it can't can. but it, but, but it can't field is a great deep ball thrower he's an aggressive he's one and, of the most we know, he's been the most but, aggressive but quarterback that, in the nfl since so, three. so let him do that when the opportunity when it's right don't do it just because you know you can i've been i said it on monday you took those baby steps. You saw the diversification with the personnel. You saw more tight ends. You saw more wide receivers involved. You got to slowly build it up. Like and, and like I said, not everyone's Justin Herbert. Like we just don't like Justin Fields is not Justin Herbert. And could Justin Fields be Justin Herbert? Yes, absolutely. But you're not there yet. You don't have the offensive line yet. You like it's it's like I know I get it. Everybody wants the big exciting plays, and it's the Packers, so we're juiced up and want to break them down early. But the way this team has gone since Justin Fields, since the Bengals game, is that you've slowly gotten better each week, and that's fine. That's just how it goes with a rookie quarterback with a new offense with a new play caller. So, and and I agree. I think they'll be a little more aggressive than they were last year, or not not last year, last week. I think it's going to continue to slowly get better. I'm saying do the ground and pound because it's working. There's no reason to go away from it because, oh, it's the Packers and we got to keep up with them. We thought we'd have to keep up with Vegas too because Derek Carr was playing really well and their offense was playing really well and Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs and this was a good offense. But if it's working, don't don't do it just because, oh, well, we got to throw the deep ball. We, we just got to do it. Like And back to my original point, it doesn't just happen overnight. Do I think they have some tricks in their back pocket for this week for the Packers? Absolutely. Of course, you'd be stupid not to. But don't force it. Like wait wait for them to make the mistakes first. Because that's where you want to talk about Justin Fields' accuracy and how he's an ice cold killer. Wait for him to be like, "Yes, this is it." All right, that's I know we have the opportunity here. I'm going to make them pay for it.
Like, like I know people want to get the offense going and we want to change that. And I think by yeah, week it, 17, we'll be saying, all right, yeah, this is an offensive team. We're seeing what you can be. It's week six. It's Justin Fields' third start, official start. Like it's his second start at home, first start against the Packers. You're not there yet. You're just not. I mean, I think it's just more about the, the game. And when we talk about going back to what we said in the beginning about being scared and, and you know, in the back of our minds, you know, there, there's these well, situations. And, and let me say this. If you can get, well. if you can get it, then take it. I just, I think, and, and this could change. The game plan could change. If you're getting it and the Packers are making those mistakes over and over and they're giving it to you, then yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of that through the air. If they're giving that to you, which I think is yeah. possible. I think out of the gate, though, your game plan has to be, all right, let's stick with what worked last week and what's been working for us this year. If the Packers are giving up chunk plays, absolutely take advantage of that and throw the ball 30 times if you have to, 40 times if you have to. I just think the game plan coming out out of the tunnel has to be what's been working for you in the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I can't disagree with that out of the tunnel, but this is also what we've seen in the past under Matt Nagy, whether he's calling the plays or not. Sometimes, you know, you come out out of the tunnel and – all right, let's say, you know, sometimes you get unlucky. First series, you go three and out, okay? You punt it away, sure. shit. Aaron Rodgers goes down and scores. And then you're playing desperate. And then you're playing from behind. And then you're getting, oh, shit, now we really got to do it. And now, you know, it's too much. And then the other side of that is, you know, the, the formula that scares you, the situation that's going to scare the hell out of me that I think is, is extremely possible is you go up, maybe you do go up 17-7, to 7, right? And you do it the way you've been doing it. You've been running it. And, and you're grounded and pounding and you're winning time position. Cool, great, fun. And then Aaron Rodgers on the side saying, dude, this is easy, man, because this isn't sustainable because all I'm going to do is go out there and I'm going to go down the field in four minutes. They're going to stall it on offense on a three and out at some point. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. They did last week against Las Vegas. It's going to happen. They're going to go three and out. Boom, I'm going to go the offense. I'm going to go down the field again. Touchdown, game over. That's exactly what happened the first week of 2018 when we had that lead and Aaron Rodgers, you know, got shot up in the leg with something, something that allowed him to come back into that game. I don't know what it was. Uh, and then he made that comeback was he's sitting there saying, look, this ain't even going to be hard, man, because we know their offense isn't explosive. They're never going to put us away. They're never going to put us away. They're never going to put us down. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. That's what happened uh, against Vegas. And I don't know if that's what they were thinking on the other side, but shit, I was thinking that I was like, we're not going to put them away. We're going to let them creep back mm-hmm. into the game. And now you have Aaron Rodgers instead of Derek Carr on the other side of the field. You got to put them away. You got, again, this is all under the assumption they get off to a lead in the first place, but then, mm-hmm. Again, how does that happen? I, I'm just thinking like there is something too when you're on that sideline and you just recognize the way the team has built their lead. The way the Saints built their lead week one was backbreaking plays. Boom, you know, interception for touch, a pick six, backbreaking, you know, to the point where I, I don't know if we can come back from this versus eh, they, they really just kind of grinded out down the field. You know, they converted on five third downs. They really weren't getting explosive plays. Five-yard rushes down here. That That's not sustainable. You're sitting on the sideline thinking, look, this, this doesn't scare me. We can come back from this easier. So I just think that that's the identity sort of of the opposing team recognizing what you're doing on offense as that doesn't scare me once we get into the third and fourth quarter. Because the other thing too, Jake, and this is interesting, I really didn't expect this. Um, Green Bay, I, I don't know where I put it now. Uh, they are third to last in the NFL in fourth quarter scoring. Okay. Third to last with, I think it's four point. Yeah. 4.6 or yeah. 29th in points scored in the fourth quarter. I think it's like 4.6. They also have gone to a pretty slow start in the first quarter. They're not ranked very high. Second and third quarter is where they dominate. That's, that's where they take the game over. So, 
You got to get off to a hot start, keep him at bay second and third quarter, put him away in the fourth. That I think is the formula. Sure. No, I'm not saying play complacent. And I mean, sure. I've been, yeah, I've been fairly critical of, of the conservative play calling when you get to, right. you can't do that. And I agree against Vegas. I think, and that's a good point. I think Vegas, that's a learning experience right there. That's where Bill right. Lazor can say, okay, yeah, the running game. And I, I said this on Monday, I think they ran it in, at the end of that game a lot because it was working too. Like the success of the running game was a, a part of that. I don't think it was just complacency. I think complacency was a part of it and trying to keep it out of Vegas's hands, mm-hmm. but also the running game had been working all game, but no, you can't play complacent. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. As long as the running game's working, use it. But also we did see a shift in that kind of ideology from the bears on that right. third and 12 with the Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney pet. They let him throw it instead of running it and trying to milk 45 seconds or whatever off the clock before punting. They we've seen kind of a shift towards going for it and a little bit more aggressive play calling with the lead. Mm. Granted, a tiny bit. You'd like to see a little bit more, but I, I do think I think it's going to be another week of all right. We see another another step forward from the offense, and maybe it's enough. Maybe you know you get a little bit better with the passing game. Maybe it is enough. By no means am I saying get complacent and just try to keep it out of their hands because you're right. It's Aaron Rodgers. We saw it a couple weeks ago against San Francisco. You leave him 90 seconds at the end of the game, he's going to break your heart. Like so, you do need right. to score points, and you need to to use your word. You got to scare him a little bit, and so. I think you can do that. I think what's different this year than years past is even if you go with the grounded pound and even if you do establish the run game and try to win the time of possession battle, the difference is you do have Justin Fields. So when it does come time to throw it and make that big play, you actually believe it can happen. That third and 12 against Vegas, you believe he's going to make that play and put it right in Darnell Mooney's lap and he's, and he's, and he falls down on his ass to catch it, but he gets the first down because that was only where he, because he was about to get crunched from both sides. And that was only where Darnell Mooney was going to get it and hang on to it. And so th- you have that confidence that he's going to make those plays. The run against Cincinnati, the third, uh, the third and nine run to get you the first down and mm-hmm. essentially win you the game. You have that confidence that you have a quarterback that when push comes to shove, that play is going to be made. Even if you are leaning on the run game, when it's time to do it, when it's time to win that game, get that first down, get whatever you need, you believe Justin Fields is going to do it. And that's the difference between this this year and last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. <laughs> that's the difference. Keep and going. I think, keep and going. I, and I, yeah, exactly, et cetera. You know where this is going. So that's what I mean when I'm saying you can do the ground and pound because you believe you have the quarterback that can – and to, you know, to your point, the changing of the guard – the changing of the guard could just be, all right, when a big play is needed, we have the guy to make the play now. We didn't in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, they've had they've had some, like the Mitchell who played at Darna yeah. Mooney last year is one of them, but it doesn't happen on it a wasn't consistent repeatable. basis. Yeah, exactly. It's not consistent. That's the key is consistency. Uh, but to you know, to that point as well, you, you look at Green Bay's defense and, and what they're able to do. Yeah, Jair, Alexander's out. This defense has been pretty mid in my opinion, uh, pretty mid as the, as the kids would say, um, they have the worst red zone scoring percentage in the NFL teams are scoring in the red zone. Guess what percentage of teams are scoring the red zone on them? 100% of the time. No time. A team has gotten in uh, every time a team has gotten in the red zone, a touchdown has been scored against the green Bay Packers. Now the, the reason why that number is so high is they're not getting to the red zone too often. You know, I think they're only averaging, 2.6 red zone trips per game by opponents, but still 
you you do the math there, that turns into like 13 trips. So out of 13 trips, 100% touchdown every single time. So that's really, really important because now you look at the flip side of that. The Bears are the best, are, I think, best or top three red zone defense in the NFL. So if that's the way, you know, you you play this game is shit. Both teams, whether whether it's Green Bay flowing on offense, they're getting from the 20 to the 20, and the Bears are getting from the 20 to the 20, the winner of this game is going to be who prevents touchdowns. And in the past, against Aaron Rodgers, the Bears aren't able to do that. You know, once they get in the red zone, it seems easy for them to score. But the way this defense has been playing, the Ben don't break mentality, which Roe Clunsman has no right. problem with, which I don't have a problem with if you're not allowing points on the board. Right then shit, so be it. Whoever scores touchdowns in the red zone is going to win this game, and whoever gets the turnovers is going to win this game. So it's also not just the turnovers, though. I do say that a lot, but I think it's important to note that there's there, there's two points to that. Yes, the turnovers count, but it's also the points after turnovers. I mean, the Bears won the turnover margin last week. They didn't do anything with them. They had turnover, and they ran three straight times into three and out. You got to do something with them, especially mm-hmm. against a team like Green Bay. You have to capitalize off the gifts that they give you when they do come. So... I just thought that red zone scoring percentage, though, is you know 100%. That's really because the Bears haven't been phenomenal in the red zone. I mean, I don't. I would have to look at their red zone. I gotta look at their red zone scoring percentage right now. But I, I probably not in the, the top. Let's see, red zone scoring percentage TD. Bears are 17, 61.54%. Okay, middle of the uh, Green Bay. Bay actually, this is interesting. Green Bay 27, 55% red zone scoring percentage. So when they're getting into the red zone, they're, they're not scoring very often, which plays perfectly into the strength of your defense. So that's something yeah. to keep an eye on. No, that is. And I mean, now, I mean, we could get a little bit into, uh, cause we've kind of stood on our, uh, soapboxes a yeah. little bit for each. Um, so let's, I mean, let's talk about it a little bit, uh, going more into the kind of deeper dive into this game. The Packers injury report is just as extensive as the bears and talking about that defense, uh, of the Packers. And uh, I said Josh King earlier. I meant Kevin King. Kevin King also did not practice today. We already know Alexander's out. King, I mean, he stinks, but he also is their second cornerback, now their top corner. And he's out. Uh, I mean, he's not out, but he didn't practice today. Um, but Josh Myers was a full participant, so they probably will have him. Well, I, I thought he was ruled out. I thought he was full, ruled out. Full practice participant today. What the hell? All right, so, my fault for that. I said that no. earlier. But, I mean, Dennis Kelly, their tackle, one of their starting tackles, he didn't practice today. Like I said, Kevin King, uh, Robert Tanyan was a limited practice. Uh, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, limited practice. So, Aaron Jones, they have a couple guys that are banged up too. But, I mean, this Bears injury report is extensive today. Uh, we'll start with the full practice, guys. Uh, Xavier Crawford, he practiced. He got an injury last week. Justin Fields, he was full participant. He was good. Uh, Danny Trevathan, full participant. But, I mean, Jimmy Graham, he got his standard veteran rest day, whatever. But Akeem Hicks <laughs> didn't practice. Caleb Johnson didn't practice. Yeah. Cleo Mack didn't practice. Allen Robinson didn't practice. What? I mean, the two big ones, I mean, Akeem Hicks is going to be out. We know that. But Cleo Mack and Allen Robinson, here's what I'll say about that. In a physical game like you had against the Raiders, and a game that was kind of, you know, there was a lot of contact. It was a very physical game. I'm not surprised to see these guys out. I'm telling myself that it's just a rest day, even it's even though it's not saying rest day. I'm telling myself they'll be fine, even if they're only limited Thursday and Friday. They're gonna play. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Cleo Mack's playing this game. There is not a chance yes. in hell that Cleo Mack, as long as he practices at some point this week, Cleo Mack is playing this game. 
But I mean, this injury report, I mean, it's extensive and it's, it's a little scary because there are some key guys that are popping up here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not terrified about it. I think Allen Robinson's going to play. We know Khalil Mack's going to play. Akeem Hicks is going to be out. We know that basically. Um, I'm not, you know, entirely worried about that, the way that the Bears defense has played without him and with, you know, Mario Edwards, Eddie Goldman, and Bilal Nichols in place uh, have been really good. So I'm not, I, you know, it's long. It's long when you open it up on Twitter again. It's it, it's longer than you want it to be, but I'm still not worried about, you know, the actual status. I'll be more worried about that on Friday if we get actual, or Saturday or Sunday when we get actual, uh, you know, confirmation that these guys are out. But I think all the guys that are important on that list are going to play. Obviously, Justin Fields, obviously, Andrew Robinson, you know, Khalil mm-hmm. I think those guys are all set to play. So I'm not too worried about the injury report there. I but think it is worth is, noting. This is the week you have to hear Eddie Goldman's name a couple times. On the, like, he's been yes. playing, but he usually, especially in the run game, you hear Eddie Goldman. And yeah. we, I mean, I don't even think he's made like a, a play that I've been like, oh, there's Eddie Goldman. I don't think he's done right. that yet this year. No. Um, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of Bilal Nichols, honestly, who has made those plays, and which has been great. Uh, but I mean, this is the week you need Eddie Goldman, especially with Akeem Hicks out. Yeah, Eddie Goldman it, it garners attention, and he's a guy that you pay attention to as an opposing offense. But you got to he, like he's got to get in the backfield this week. I, I, I think he's he, I, and we'll get to it. But he's one of the key guys for me that if you want to win this game, he's got to stand out. Yeah, I mean, I I think when you play Green Bay, a lot of their you know how do you put Aaron Rodgers under arrest? It really comes from the interior. I mean, they've got Dave Bakhtiari over mm-hmm. there, right guard, uh, and I forget who else is uh, the other guy that they have traditionally had on on the left side. Uh, shame on me for not doing my full research on that. But I, I, I think, like you remember, you remember 2018. Like I, it was a whole lot of Khalil Mack in that game, but it was also a whole lot of Keem Hicks, almost just as much. Like it, yeah. up the middle, you know, providing penetration. What does that do? You know, you get Eddie Goldman and Bilal Nichols. You force Rogers out. Boom! There's Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn to put him down. You know what I mean? So force him from the inside out, and you got really two talented, speed, fast edge rushers who are going to get after him. So. I, that's why I think, you know, you talk about the importance of Eddie Goldman. Yeah, it happens in the run game, and we know that's there. I think it's almost more important that he gets after Aaron Rodgers in the pass game than it is in the run game. I mean, this running rushing offense hasn't been great this year. Aaron, Aaron Jones hasn't been what he was in 2020. A.J. Dillon has stepped in fine, but he's not really exactly what Jamal Williams was for the past few mm-hmm. years. You know, I would say their, their running game has taken a, a step down. Um, and it's not significant. There's still a good rushing offense, but it, it has taken a slight step down. So I just think, you know, we, we've seen the formula, obviously, like this is not a surprise to anyone. Like when you get out to the quarterback, the odds are you're going to win a football game, but it's it's worked, especially, especially against some really good passing offenses. Again, the Raiders were the number one passing offense in the league going into last week, and the Bears completely shut them down with almost single-handedly Khalil Mack off the edge, pro- providing pressure in every play. I mean, we didn't hear a lot from Robert Quinn in that game. You know, so if you get Robert Quinn to play the way he huh. had in the first We didn't hear weeks, a lot from Robert Quinn at all last year. <laughs> yeah, you can afford one game and not hear a lot. Um, but, I mean, the Bears still lead this NFL in sacks with 18. I have a reason to believe yeah. that they're going to get at, they're going to get after him. They're going to get after him and put Aaron Rodgers under dress. And again, like this is, this is his last year, man. Most likely he's going to retire after this year. I, I think he's more easily frustrated. I mean, Aaron Rodgers traditionally is frustrated when, when he goes down yeah. every single time. Where's my football? Every single time Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, goes down, we, we, we get one of these. 
You know, he he he, <laughs> he rolls his eyes. He 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 flips the ball to the ref, shakes his head, uh, and, and you know we get one of those every single time. Uh, he makes a bad throw, or Khalil Mack gets after him. You've seen the face every single time. Yeah. You've seen the face on the cameras, and. I just think this year, the situation, that the way the team has played in the past, the evidence we have of, of them in the past, if you do that this week, your odds of, of really crumbling them and breaking them down mentally is, is going to be a lot higher. Well, also reminder that there is no David Bakhtiari this week. He's still out, and this is uh, the last. You got him just under the wire because this is the last week, I believe, that before IR. he starts practicing again. So, yeah, yeah you, you got in – you got in just under the wire there. So no, but I mean, you're right. And and this is clear. And this is, you know, across the league. If you could put the opposing quarterback on his ass and make him uncomfortable. And I mean, we've said this about this bears team. If you can make the opposing quarterback uncomfortable with your pass rush, that's going to create opportunities for your, your offense. And I mean, obviously your defense and transitive property, your offense. So yeah, I mean, that that's gotta be big. I mean, they have to play well. I mean, even if Myers plays, he's dealing with this finger thing. It's going to be, Finger injury might be a little harder to grab onto Cleo Mack or, you know, Eddie Goldman or Bilal Nichols or whoever, Mario Edwards, whoever's in there. Um, so, you know, maybe you can exploit that a little bit. And they are playing with some backups. So definitely an opportunity for you to cause some havoc here. But to your earlier point, you have to do – if you get those turnovers, got to do yeah, something with them. Score. You got to turn – even if it turn them into three points, you just can't go three and out. You got to turn them into points somehow because – and the Bears, to their credit – They've been, I mean, they've been winning the turnover margin so far this week. I think their turnover margin, they're like plus four or something in the turnover margin. Um, and they're and they've been sacking the quarterback a lot more this year compared to last year through five games or whatever it is. So, I mean, there's opportunity. I mean, this defense has been playing really well. They're missing their top corner. They're missing uh, their top, you know, offensive lineman and Bakhtiari. Yeah. There's going to be opportunity here. And so, I, I mean, this is going to be, I think, you know, a perfect segue into who's your breakout player this week. I mean, I, I said mine, I, I mean, mine's Eddie Goldman, your guy, your breakout guy, your standout guy who you're watching. I mean, who's yours. And then we'll get into a little who you got. I think it's Alan Robinson. I do. I, we've been right. waiting on this one. We've been sitting on this one and I, it's only a matter of time. And I said this last week, so I'm being redundant, <laughs> being repetitive, but again, you look at the matchups. I don't know why they didn't take advantage of what the Raiders were lacking in their secondary. But if you want to, if you want to, take a look at that game they still had Casey Hayward Jr arguably the best cornerback in the league right now as rated by pro football focus is rated the, the best cornerback by the stats the numbers um so he was shadowing on Rob I love that you're saying it like that because you love pro football focus no, I, I hate them I I, I I reference them but I <laughs> I don't understand it like what like what I, the stats it's it's a it's a number system that doesn't make sense like you can't you can't quantify. I don't, it just, I don't understand how they do it. It's anyway, just, it doesn't rub the right way. Anyway, anyway, you have, you know, for the, in the point of the Raiders, they had their number one, but they didn't have their number two, three for the Packers. They, ha they don't have their number one, but they have the number two and three and the number two, three aren't very good. I mean, Eric Stokes is a rookie. I mean, he he's, he's looked fine this year, but he's still a rookie. Allen Robinson can expose a rookie with ease. I just think this is the game where you have to take advantage of what they lack from an injury standpoint. They lack Jair Alexander, and Allen Robinson has been able to do work against Jair in the past. But I, I this we need him to have a game. We need him to get targets. That's number one. 
And if you want to look at first an increase of targets, then it's right there in front of you. He's going against cornerbacks. He knows that he can dominate. He knows he can shake at the line of scrimmage. It's no problem. And he knows Justin Fields is going to give him the ball if he gets open. So I think this is the Allen Robinson breakout game for this year, meaning we see you know, it doesn't have to be 100, maybe 80 plus yards, 90, just where he's an impact player and maybe a touchdown in the a end zone. A touchdown, I think, is so what So 80 and a touchdown. That, that's what you need, and I think that's what you're going to see given their secondary. All right. Well, I said mine, Eddie Goldman. You need him to step up. I mean, this is the week that you need him, especially to, you know, be that guy that creates that pressure. I also have another one. Okay. Jay Lynn Johnson. So he has a task yeah. this week, and we know Javonta Adams leads the league in the receiving yards receiving with 579. But this is why Jalen Johnson's task is so important. Javonta Adams is third in the NFL in sh- percent share of teams' air yards. So he has he, he's accumulating 45.82% of the team's air yards. So 45.82% of the yards that the Packers have accumulated offense through passing has gone to Devonta Adams. The only players higher than that are Jamar Chase and Brandon Cooks. And you look at the rest of their team. If you take away Devontae Adams, they have nothing. Offense, <laughs> nothing that scares you. I've said this in the past, yeah. and they always find a way to make that backbreaking play against you with Alan Lazard, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but those guys aren't reliable. Those guys aren't consistent. You take away Devontae Adams, who the hell is Robert Tanyan? Aaron Jones yeah. out of the backfield? They're like, pedestrian. Josh, and that's why this is my, you know, one of my key players, is, is Jalen Johnson has been one of four players in the NFL who hasn't allowed a touchdown in single coverage, if he doesn't, if he shadows them out to Adams, locks him down, you force Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball consistently to Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and all those other guys, then, you know, you have a good chance of making this offense more one-dimensional than they want to be. No, that's completely fair. And I think even, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we do got to get to predictions eventually. Yeah, but, you know, uh, to that point, Sean Desai, I mean, he's got to do what he did last week and get creative, you know, tr- throw him off, do some, you know, things where you hide a safety or, you know, on the interception, uh, DeAndre Houston Carson may hide a safety, do something they're not expecting. And just Sean Desai has been great. He's been very, very good ever since that Cleveland game. And, you know, I think he's done a great job. Just got to keep it going. So, um, yeah, that's great. Let's do let's do uh, who you got real quick. I know you have a bunch. Let's do like three. All right, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert versus Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, bear side of that. Okay, well that's interesting. Why? Real quick, why? I just I, I think Khalil Herbert showed a lot of really good burst. We know what Damian Williams brings, and the interior offensive line had their best game last week. I think that it's a yeah. momentum thing, and like you said, Aaron Jones just hasn't he hasn't impressed me this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Based off statistics as well. That's not that that's the correct thing to say. Uh, this one I already kind of mentioned, but I want you to take on Al Robinson versus Devonte Adams. I have to take Devonte Adams. Just, I mean, yeah. Devonte Adams is a top three receiver in this league. I love Alan Robinson, but I mean, that's not really a contest. Yeah. I'll, I'll go Devonte as well on that one. Bears front four versus Packers O line. <sighs> It's hard not to take the Bears front four. I mean, even without Akeem Hicks, they've been very, very impressive. They're, you know, instead of just pressuring the quarterback, they've been bringing them down this year. They've been hitting guys. I, I'm going to take the Bears front four by by a hair. Okay. That's, um, and then and then the, uh, this one was kind of interesting. Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet versus Robert Tanyan and whoever the hell else is in Green Bay. 
Uh, I'm going to go Tanyan just from a usage standpoint. Ah, he's, Jimmy he's, Graham revenge game, man. I just think Tanyan gets more looks. He's he's <laughs> the usage rate is just is way higher. But I would love to be proved wrong on that one. But all right, what five minutes left. Let's get into our predictions finally for this game. Bears obviously are are they? I mean, they got to be dogs, right? Yeah, dogs by four and a half. Okay, there you go. So four and a half bears are dogs at home. <sighs> do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll, um, I'll go first because I already know you're going to yeah. pump the people up, and I'm going to be a Debbie Downer here. No. I I think this team is better. I think they lose this game. I just okay. think, I mean I just it's as much as I want to believe that this team is that much better and that this team is ready to take that leap. I have to side with history here. I have to side with Aaron Rodgers is pissed off from last week. He wants to make a statement. He knows they're bad on the road. I like where I like the direction this offense is headed. I just don't think they're there yet. I love what this defense is doing. I just think it's going to. So that's why I think you lose this game. Barely. I think you lose this game. 28, 21. I think you barely lose this game, but and I think you're I think you will run with them and I think it's close. But I think ultimately you do lose this game. I don't think they're quite there yet. It pains me to say it. And I know people yeah, aren't going to love no, it. It's not going to be, it's not no, gonna be it's the popular valid. pick, but Doesn't I think matter. they just barely lose that game. I, I do think we come away from this game encouraged, though. I think we come okay. away at least encouraged, feeling like you can compete with these playoff-esque teams. Okay. I mean, that's not the unpopular pick. The majority of the world is going to pick Green Bay in this game. Well, uh, on this I, I show, mean, I, I should say. <laughs> Oh, on this show, yeah. Well, among our listeners who are all yeah. juiced up in this game, that yeah, probably won't be the pick. I want, I'm trying. I'm trying to look at what percentage of the country here has uh, Green Bay in this game. Um, let's see. I can't find it, but none. <laughs> yeah, I can't find the majority. It it's it's gonna the, be the, it's, a decent amount. It's the vast majority. Oh, Jake, I. I don't. I can't do it. I can't. I. I. <laughs> I. Based off of what I presented, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You know, I gotta do it. I gotta go Bears twenty seven twenty four. I gotta do it. You telling me? You telling me? I'm going Packers in this game with Justin Fields and the momentum. And we're in Chicago. No fans last year. We had the fans back in the stands. They're gonna be making noise. They're gonna rattle Aaron Rodgers to the bone. This is. I. I don't know. Like again, yes. Is this the optimistic pick? without a doubt all right i will own up to it it is the optimistic pick i'm aware of that all right i don't need slander for that okay i know i'm kind of reaching here but i'm doing it and sure i I, i'm having a little it's not like you're predicting a blowout i'm not predicting a blow no that'd be stupid but again i have reasoning behind these things all right I, i everything i presented in the last 57 minutes of this podcast gives me some sort of feeling that they can win and fuck it maybe they will you know and again this, the, from what I said at the start, I, I like to make picks based off of my gut. I mean, I, I pick NFL games each week, and I don't do research on every single game. I don't do betting research on every single – I can't do that. That's too many games. I go with my gut on certain teams. I got to go with my gut here based off of what I've seen, based off of the momentum and coming to Chicago. I I just think that it has the makings. It has the makings of the changing of the guard. It has the makings of the Bears finally – you know, topple Aaron Rodgers and take over this division for the, you know, the coming years. It's, you know, the post-game picture that will be remembered forever between Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers after this week. And, you know, all right. The, so, all right, so you're going 27-24. Are you going last second field goal or last second defensive stand? I, I think I'm going to go. Uh, 
I'm gonna go last second field goal because okay. I, I I I don't want to say last second defensive stand because Aaron I don't Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. That's I'm not a smart that. pick. That's a and smart then I have play. one. I have one build prediction too. Correct. Jakeem Grant takes one to the house off of a punt. Okay, that I mean, yeah, that's bold. He was so, aggressive last week. I, I mean, you saw aggressive. it. He, he has the burst, and he was. I, I don't hate that pick. No, and you're right. It has the makings for it. I it, it could happen. I'm just betting on the side of yeah. history. You're, you're uh, betting on the side of being smart, and I'm. Betting well, that's that's generally how this show goes, though. You're generally yeah, the more generally. optimistic but one. Hey, that, let, let, but hey, but let's take a note of the records that we each have betting the Bears this year. I'm four and you're one. You're up, and two. You're up. Yeah, you you are up. I, well, that's because I was so down after the Lions game. Yeah, I was, fair I was I was very but you sad. You picked the Lions to I, win yeah, that game. I was very oh. sad going to the Lions game, but yeah, it worked. Okay. It worked. Now it you're worked. on a winning streak. So yeah, okay. anyway, thank you to everyone for listening and for watching. We all we appreciate the comments were great as always. We love all of you. Let's get it. Let's go. I mean, bear down. We love it. We will see you on Monday to break this game down. No matter which way it goes, we'll be here. We know you'll have things to say, win or lose. So until Monday, bear down, and we'll see you then. Bear down.